If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy. From family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like Wrestling with Freddie, with me, Freddie Prinz Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you with your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm, proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of FDIC. Every Tuesday, live from 8 p.m. UK time. Luke, Gary, and a couple of microphones. This and Matt. is Custard TV Live. This is Custard TV Live. <laughs> Just to blow Matt's mind. <laughs> that chicken is totally inaccurate. <laughs> well, I know. Well, the thing is, you know, the, the jingle man's busy, but he will sort them out. Okay. And... Uh, uh, but what I'm going to have him do is just uh, just include every possible name so that, you know, if Rihanna ever guest stars on the podcast, we there's have a, uh, a fair chance. Gary, Matt and Rihanna. If Rihanna's on coming YouTube. on, I'm out of here. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if you get okay, Rihanna, fair. I'm out. You, you'll you just shut up and drive, won't you, if Rihanna turns <laughs> he'll send, up? He'll have to send an SOS. Is that two of her tunes? Yeah. Classic Rihanna <laughs> reference there from Matt. That's the sort of uh, comedy you can expect on the Custard TV Live, where we talk about nothing else other than telly. Uh, hence all the Rihanna references there. I believe Rihanna uh, found, found love in a, in a, in a, in a hopeless place. No? Oh, oh I see what you did. Even Gary can join in. <laughs> We're inclusive on this. What was the last record you bought, actually? I'd be interested. Matt, what was oh, the last record you bought? Records. Well, what was the last CD? The physical, because with the HMV news, what was the last physical CD you bought? Um, Oh, I know. I bought some CDs for my mum for Christmas. Uh, Yeah, does that count? Does that count? Yeah, it counts. I'm allowing it. Uh, Best of the Best of Dion Warwick for my mum. Dion Warwick. Yeah. Mum tastes are always interesting, aren't they? The the last thing I downloaded for myself was probably was probably a a, a Bon Jovi or a Radiohead thing that I wanted, but that was a long time ago. The last, this this makes me cooler than either of you. Not that we ever doubted it. My last physical purchase of a CD was last week. Only Radiohead box set. Oh, nice. <laughs> cool. Is the that in the HMV Blue Cross sale? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should be a Red Cross sale, shouldn't it? Really. Where a blue cross makes everything better. All right then. So as we are a telly podcast, that is the music section over with. Click <laughs> 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 next on your podcast link to move on to telly. Now we talk about our favourite uses of flour. Now, um, right. So Thank I'm Luke. You. I run the website thecustardtv.com. To the side of me is Gary. What? Oh, hello. Sorry, that confused me. I did actually turn my head just to make sure you weren't in the yeah, same room. No, just, just, just to be sure. Uh, yes, uh, g- good. Uh, hello, listeners. 
Good hello. And Lauren. Right, and and Lauren. Up, so, to the side of Gary, on this metaphorical coach that is the Custard TV Live, is Matt. Hello. How are we doing? We're fine. It's not actually Good. a metaphorical coach. It's more like the magic school bus. That's You're what right. we're I was thinking more coach trip. I yeah, I was going to say coach trip <laughs> came into my mind as well. Okay, so... We are talking telly. Um, what are we talking about on telly? Well, specifically what we've loathed and what we've loved in what has been quite a bland January, if we're honest. Quite yeah. yeah. There's been some highlights, but yeah, mainly. And what annoys me, for me, the personal highlights of the year, or the personal highlights of the month so far, uh, are things that I'm, I seem to be the only one watching. There's not massive viewing figures for my Big Fat Diary, which I absolutely love. There's not massive viewing figures for the hotel, which I love, and there's not massive viewing figures for the undateables, which I also love. So, so, so what we're learning from that, Luke, is that you're wrong. No. No. But sorry, not a lot of people watch Channel Four. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, has someone disconnected Channel Four, maybe in your in in in, in the, uh, the rating central. I reckon so. I reckon they only cal- calculate BBC One and BBC Two and ITV. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of BBC One, in the news. Ripper Street's being recommissioned for a second series. Matt, you find it dull and intolerable. Yeah, I just it's nothing that's ever caught me. Oh, you know, I've watched every episode. Uh, I enjoy the guest stars. I think that's the main thing that keeps me going throughout the the episode, and it's really well stylized. But just I just find it boring, and Matthew McFadden he just doesn't do anything for me, and it he's just very bland. But you I'm love it, don't you? I would agree, except every week it seems to just get better and better and better. And it is really one of the highlights of my week now. I just, I really do genuinely enjoy it. But I can, un- I can completely understand why if you don't like I can understand why you wouldn't like it. Yeah. Just take a little, the language can be a bit annoying. And I don't really, this is going to upset a few people, I don't really think Matthew McFadden, even in Spooks, wasn't the best lead. No. I know a lot of people would disagree with that. Just my, my. Yeah, ex- he. A lot of people in Spooks claimed 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 that he was a bit wooden. But the problem was is that as well the character that they they wrote him wasn't exactly the world's most interesting person. He was very regimented, almost army like in the way he sort of ran Spooks. He's a bit like that in Ripper Street as well, isn't he? Yeah, it? and that was my problem with it was that actually because yeah. I didn't like him and I didn't. Didn't really like the Robson Green character either, or was it Jero- Robson? Jerome. I don't know. Jerome it's Jerome. Robert. Sorry, not that, Robson Green. Just so, in case Game of Thrones. That's five minutes that Gary has gone without getting a name wrong. Yeah. yeah. Just in case you're watching the Robson Green and Ripper Street. It wouldn't surprise me if he's there on the side fly fishing. Fishing, yeah. Fishing <laughs> in a barrel. It, yeah. Extreme, extreme fly fishing, of course. So he'd be standing on one leg or something. <laughs> A lot of people were divided by the Pirates of the Caribbean-esque episode that was on last Sunday. Wasn't a massive fan of Ian Glenn in that, to be honest. I quite liked him in that. He he, he lifted it a bit, sort of, you know, entertainment-wise. I don't know if he was a good fit for the show, but I think he lifted it sort of entertainment-wise. But interestingly, um, the uh, the people who are not watching Mr. Self... who are not watching Ripper Street and instead watching Mr. Selfridge... Mr. Selfridge and Ripper Street last Sunday, neck and neck, mm. the ratings. Neck and neck. As if we have, you know, 
next uh, in television. <laughs> as if there was I think I think you make a good point about the fact that it's led to a rather lacklustre January, and with the weather being so up and down, you'd think people would look forward to settling down in front of the telly because it's so cold and horrible outside, but no channel has really grabbed it by the neck and said, right, yeah. we're going to make compelling television. There are some small gonna, little programmes. I'm not going to repeat this again, but last, if we look at last January, Sherlock was on, yeah. Enemies was on, there was so much more on. Yeah. Endeavour. calling anyone a moron. Endeavour was on. Yeah, it was just... But I don't know. I get the feeling this month he's going to pick up a bit, because I know ITV are showing a lot of new dramas sort of midway when, through the month. When? I want yeah. dates. I want times because I think like the third week of this month, I think they're showing cause it a lot gets of better. Stuff, a lot of stuff. Then Lewis is coming to an end. Midsummer Lewis Murders is coming to an end. Silent Witness will come to an end when it, so yeah. that will get replaced on BBC. Yeah. So I reckon so... there's going to be a lot. I don't know if it's going to be good new drama, but it, there's going to be some new drama. So. I suppose the thing is, if you're not a fan of Call the Midwife and, and, and Mr. Selfridge, and these are the big programs that are on at the moment, and if you don't like those, which none of us really do. You know, then yeah. we're waiting. Just, I think it's good that I think just, it's good overall that Ripper Street has been recommissioned because it's got a chance to to grow as a show, and maybe I'll give it another go at some point. Say say what you like about the BBC, and I I, I think right, I, I get, shall. Oh no, <laughs> I get a lot of emails saying. Well, I get a lot of comments on Twitter saying we seem very BBC biased, but it's because their output is consistently good, and when they when they even when they haven't got necessarily a definite hit on their hands. They'll stick by what they commissioned in the first place. Yeah. So Ripper Street not doing massively well, but they've seen the potential in it, and I believe it can go on and go on for Series 2. I'm already looking forward to Series 2, I must be honest. But interestingly, next Sunday, because it's an eight-episode thing, next Sunday it's going to be um, just postponed due to the BAFTAs. We'll be interested to see whether people watch the BAFTAs or migrate mm -hmm. to Mr. Selfridge being Ripper Street is none. We'll see. Mm. Oh, it's fascinating the things we talk about. It's, this is why people listen. They they love to hear our views on things. I presume. Uh, <laughs> I've not heard we, anything. We hope that's why they listen, not for the uh, not for the comedy. Um, Splash, Gary, you watch Splash talking about disappointing ITV at the minute. Yeah, what? I I must admit I didn't pay what, much attention to the What's going on with final. you? Do you know what it was? Last Saturday night, I was a little bit bored. Uh, uh, regular listeners will know I've just moved into a new place, and I was a little bit bored on Saturday night, and it was on, and it was the only thing worth watching, which, you know, I, I've now been limited in my terrible channels. Thing. Doesn't That's that terrible thing. terrible things but, about the but, state of things at the minute? But uh, it, reading articles today in The Independent on Sunday, apparently it has had some of the desired effect. According to one of the judges, it's been renewed for Series 2. Indeed. Uh, well, I haven't read them, so I don't know. Uh, and apparently there has been an increase in young people joining diving clubs around the UK. Oh, so it, it, it has... I think what will be better is maybe next time um, they'll bring it forward. In other words, it won't be so late into the evening. So it'll be ITV's early maybe. evening show. It's got they could six and a half million viewers, though, yeah. A lot of kids like Tom Daly, what can you say? Do you reckon Thelma off, uh, off Thelma's Gypsy Girls is making the, the swimming costumes? Just... I noticed, that, yes. I noticed that, that more and more they've got to that. I mean, like there was an awful lot of stuff on Twitter about um, Linda Barker and the fact that she's 51 and how good she looks. And there was an awful lot on Twitter about uh, the Italian guy whose name I can't remember and the, he's wearing tight shirts. I think we really are pushing the envelope a little bit on kind of like pushing the kind of sexier side of, of, yeah, of diving the sugar babe as well from the first week we talked about yeah 
and Charlotte Jackson or something from Sky Sports News, you know, and it makes me think that they're trying to sort of corner that kind of big brotherish kind of market that's there just, you know, they want someone to look at rather than... Something speak. for the dads as they were used to. Yeah, exactly. Is it... Am I alone here on my own podcast then, thinking this is incredibly, incredibly lazy commissioning? By no, I, I agree with you, Luke. No, I've only watched the first one as well, which you made me watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, and it's like a gun to his Gary, head, made Gary, him. Matt, rather, I'm so sorry, and you can, you know, expect a gift basket when it's your birthday. In a couple of years, when I've saved up, expect <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to give basket at some indiscreet time when I can be bothered. <laughs> expect nice. a massive IOU because it's—I don't know why I did that. I did that to someone I like as well. I should have done it to someone I don't care for. Um, that's just—I think it's just lazy commissioning. And everyone I've spoken to, however, I did go round to relatives last night and we had fish and chips because I'm that rock and roll on a Saturday. Mushroom and peas? um. Oh. No, no. Oh, okay, I don't think you're, you're, you're uh, northern, so I don't think you, you did that. Oh, I don't know whether they heard or not. I'm decided. <laughs> um, Come back to me. So yeah, and they they had never seen Splash because they're normal people, uh, but they had the fine they had the final on just while we were eating our dinner because for some reason they didn't want the mm. telly on. And um, I suppose in the in the greatest of it, Eddie Eagle Edwards did sing. Sorry. They were quite intrigued by it, but I think that is just the final. It's not. They haven't sat through the rest of it. Mm, and, yeah. the... um, and maybe they can take some comments, and maybe they can shorten it next year. Maybe it could just be, you know, you get sixty, you get, you know, eight celebrities, and you do two semi-finals of four and a final of, of four or something. I don't know, but maybe I they can tweak it a little chair. bit. They need a spinny chair on that as well. I reckon. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and, and a battle round. There should be more, um, f- they, like one week they should dive into a pit of snakes or something with a bit of peril. A bit of peril. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a lake of fire. Uh... Yeah, or some, yeah, some lava shipped in from somewhere. Just something right. to get me interested. But yeah, I, I, I do fear that with, with ratings like they are, that we'll probably see Splash 2, uh, which irritates me already, and I really Spl- hope that. Splash 2, Splashier. It's a splash two this time. It's a bit damp. Well, splash two this time. It's personal. <laughs> Speaking of which, splash back. Okay, <laughs> Matt wins. Matt wins that one. Well done. Splash back. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, speaking of something else you've seen, Matt, that you actually like, um, and this is another one. It's divided people. People, I the people who are watching it love it. The people who don't couldn't, you know, couldn't care less. Utopia <laughs> on Channel yeah. 4 on a Tuesday. Yeah, I can really, I just really say, like. Before, oh, sorry, before, no, before Matt does that, Luke is going all round our schedule on this one, and I have no yeah. idea where yeah, he's going great. next. It's like a, it's like a, it's like he's spinning the wheel and making a deal. I don't know where he's going. Anyway, the idea that even I don't know where I'm going. But for right <laughs> sorry, now, Matt. I'm on Utopia. Utopia, which it surprisingly is something that uh, you don't really know where it's going. It's a sort of oh. conspiracy thriller. Uh, based around the graphic novel, the Utopia experiments, it's just very sort of visually stunning. But also, it's got really well written characters, really well drawn characters, uh, written by Dennis Kelly, who wrote uh, Pulling the sitcom. I don't know if you saw that. Loved, uh, loved that. And I think what he's done is not only sort of incorporated the thriller elements from. Uh, I mean, it reminds me in in a sense of like the Shadow Line, just in terms of its its plotting, but. 
I think he's putting it very. So bad to mention the shadow line or line of duty for a while now. Yeah, right. the uh, quite sympathetic, quite well drawn characters because all the central characters meet on a uh, a chat room, a message board to do with the comics. So they're all sort of nerdy uh, or jobs worth. Interesting. What's interesting about it is you'd ima- you imagine before you've watched it that somebody would have already utilised the chat, you know, the forum. Yeah aspect for a TV show, but I don't think they have ever. This is the first time it's been used. <laughs> and it's a good way to sort of throw strangers together, isn't it? It's sort of... I don't, what I don't believe is that, let's say, for example, three people who've never met would spend, like, 45 minutes of their week talking about something when they've never met each other, they don't know where each other lives, they don't have each other's phone numbers, uh-huh. know what each other look like on the street... It just seems implausible. Yeah, though. I know, it does, doesn't I'm, it? I'm getting a sense of deja vu there. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you're, you're watching it. It's one of the few programmes that you've started and you stick with. So uh, I mean, that I, yeah, that I started with, I stick with voluntarily, some I have to yeah. know, watch to yeah. review. Cause oh, I, you're yeah. such a martyr. I am. Oh. But um, Utopia is something that I am really enjoying. It's just every week something new happens. It's... A lot of people have picked up on how violent it is as well, because in the first episode there was a torture scene uh, involving someone's eyeballs, some sand, some chilli. I won't go on. Uh, and in this <laughs> can, latest episode there was a massure in a school as well. So it's it's oh, fairly yeah. violent. No, but even, noticed as well that there's not many, not many well-known people. I know there's one of the guys out of the very first series of... Um, uh, you can do no, it. Go on, no, I can do it. Uh, <laughs> chat E E four supernatural misfits. 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 One of the guys that are misfits. I don't yeah, know his name. Um, Ian Stewart Jarrett, who played Curtis in Misfits, he's one of the main characters. But there's a lot of familiar faces, sort of in the supporting cast. Stephen Reed yeah. from the Shadow Line is in it. James Fox. Uh, Geraldine James, but I think they have gone. The main characters are uh, because of it's you know the the cast is quite young or the main cast is quite young, isn't it? They've gone for people that aren't necessarily known. The support cast is is well well fleshed out, but I think that's interesting. And most of the comments that I've seen about Utopia is this is completely different to what else is on telly at the moment, and I think that's why they. This is sort of thing we want in January. Something it's almost very American. It does it. In a way, yes, that's it what sort I've of heard reminds that. me of me warm to he- it. Heroes yeah. a little bit, just in terms of it's about a graphic novel, but it's very British, I would say. It is. And do you um, think you're going to get a gratifying conclusion to it? Don't, I hope so. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But there's a lot of... Every week they give you something new, while at the same time sort of questioning some of the characters' motives and things like that, and... Every week they give you something new about the characters, like the Hitman, played by Neil Maskell. This week you even got a bit of sympathy for him, even though he just killed, like, seven kids. Um, uh, which is quite an interesting thing to do, really. But, yeah. Uh, no, I That's am really enjoying it. Amazing and, scripts, really. And I, and I hope that, as you say, it gets a gratifying uh, conclusion, because I think it deserves one. Definitely one of the most exciting programmes around ha- Have we heard anything about potential a Series 2 yet? Or is, is no. this just... I don't know if it's a self-contained. I don't know if it's a self-contained story. You never yeah. know. If you've written it as a one-off story, then I think it would be very hard to do a number two because it's sort of. <laughs> oh come on! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was just... <laughs> saying that, and you would get a laugh. From Luke, you. Luke, no, Luke, just... Luke, Luke. <laughs> it's just that was going to be scary. I was sure it was. That was going to be the next. <laughs> <laughs> 
Still, still, still broken. Waiting for the landlord to come fix it today. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. what are we moving on to now? Oh, <laughs> If you, if, say, you could try, if, you if you could try and grab some control back of the show, Luke, come on, please. If you're try. loving Utopia, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Matt would love to hear from you, and maybe even Gary would. Uh, you yeah. can get in touch with us on Twitter. But particularly me and Matt, I'd love to hear opposing views on Utopia. Maybe you're like me. Did you, you stick you with kind it, of... I did stick with it, but it's just one of those things that I'm watching because we do this podcast, and I feel like I'm cool and I'm hip, and it is as well, and I want to be watching it. But and I can see the merits in it, but I'm just not loving Gary, it. Gary, is it on your box still? Is yeah, it's it, it, it's it's. I have the first the first two episodes on a disc, and I have um I have the next th- two episodes saved on my hard drive to watch, so it will get watched. Um, no doubt it's of that. Interesting to see what you think of it as well. Cause... Yeah, I think I might try and take it in once the, the series. The cover in it is is one of the things that makes it stand out for me. The fact that it doesn't look. It hasn't yeah. been graded like your average. T- it almost looks like a comic book. Indeed, yeah. Colours, very cleverly done. Um, I'm going to pass the uh, the erratic metaphorical wheel of the show off to Gary, uh, and he can decide whether he wants to talk about Borgen or his favourite biscuits. Uh, well, in that case, then um, uh, Borgen biscuits. I know uh, <laughs> Borgen biscuits. Uh, yeah, Borgen. Uh, BBC Four finished last night series two. Matt and I have both been watching this. I'm, I haven't watched the last two episodes from last night. I don't know whether... I think Matt finished the series a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? I did, yeah. He did, He's so, so off the ball. He's so <laughs> off the ball. What's really good is that I think that the, the mainstream press have really started to pick up on the themes of Borgen. So, again, mm. article in The Independent today. Sorry to keep plugging that. I'm not getting paid by them. Uh, linking, yeah, linking events in Tony Blair's government to the, the series two writing of Borgen's. So oh, really? the, the the Somalian pirates, the uh, the invasion of Afghanistan, the the having to appoint uh, an EU commissioner, all things that have come up uh, in Borgen. One thing that I would say, Matt, I'd like yeah. to get your theory. Is do you think they killed off or did away with too many major characters? I think yeah. It seemed that her parliament is quite unstable because every episode someone seems yeah. to leave or kill themselves or get sacked. Get sacked. So, yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, yeah, there uh, did, yeah, there did, there did seem to be, a, be a, a, real, a real kind of like thinning out of the major characters. So they killed off Trolls Hoxhaven. Um, um, you, you got an awful lot of other things. Uh, uh, very difficult to explain without giving away any of the plot. So, so it's very difficult. Um, um, Matt, are you? Matt, are you? Uh, are you looking forward to series three? Having seen the whole of it, having seen the whole of it. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah enjoying the story enjoying about, the her daughter, about her daughter and the stuff and about, the the stuff about the African country, country as well. We're we're getting some technical getting difficulties some technical at the moment, so please bear with us, listeners. We're getting some echo, so we apologise so if the quality isn't quite quality as good as you would normally get. You would get. Um, we'll we'll uh, move on and talk very briefly, as it's just Matt and myself for a minute about Celebrity Big Brother, because okay. we both saw that that ended a week ago, and Ryland was quote was the winner of the Celebrity Big Brother. Do you think that was? I mean, considering the the, the kind of furore that went around uh, about him selling your car to Carvana is as easy as as easy as pie. Sure, all you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. 
Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. Potentially, allegedly leaving the house to go and yeah. test for the uh, the X Factor tour. Do you think that was the right decision? Do you think the public did the right thing? Uh, yeah, I think he was the only feasible winner at the end of the day. I think if any, he's him and Spidey were the only sort of people that the camera seemed to focus on, and they were the villain, and he was sort of the yeah. the hero. The only person I could have seen other than those winning was. Uh, Razor Ruddock. Uh, I was just going to say Razor Ruddock, yeah. At the beginning, he, I could have seen Frankie, but he, yeah. he kind of faded he into the background. I don't think Razor Ruddock's fan base is the one that watches Big Brother, whereas Rylan has. No. I think that's why uh, Toady came third, because obviously Neighbours being on Channel yeah. 5, they got quite a lot of crossover. Definitely. What a bizarre came across conversation. Hello. At least, hello. Oh, you're I noticed as well that Spidey have been given their own show on Channel 5, so uh, the apocalypse is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. We so. thought the world might end in 2013, and it may well do. And, and talking very briefly about um, Celebrity World, uh, let's talk a little bit about... Now, what's the name of this band reunion show? Cause go, on, reunion. go on, go on, try the big reunion. The big reunion. So there's about six or seven eight nineties bands. These kind of manufactured bands that have come yeah. back together. Nineties, two thousands, isn't it? Yeah, two thousands. <laughs> and they're gonna, they're gonna. Eventually, there's gonna be a tour, isn't there? But the show is just kind of it's putting a them back show, together. It's a one-off show, isn't it? In the Hammersmith Apollo. But yeah, the yeah. program is essentially talking about the bands, two bands per episode, and why they want to get back together, and then seeing like the rehearsals, and then the final one will be yeah. the, the concert. So now, the, the ba- point of the... this is to get a tour at the end of it? The I don't think no, it's the, a tour. The point of it is the show. The point of it is the show, but I've read today that the, the they're going to be some sort of tour. Some... tour. So uh, that, that so, could be interesting. Uh, that, that could... Um, I don't know band, whether there's the, any point. What are the bands that are in there? You've got nine one one. Nine one one. Who I who I saw at a concert. I remember at the Britannia Stadium back in nineteen ninety nine. Something I was forced to go and see. Um, <laughs> Just when I think you couldn't possibly get cooler. But actually, nine one one headlined and Westlife with a support act. Surprisingly, oh, then. Oh my word, dear. Yeah. Um, also, Aswad got... were on that show. Well. Um, <laughs> We've talked about Aswad before on this podcast. It's okay. Nine one one, and then you've got five, and don't forget that's five with the F replaced with a number five. Although uh, now yeah, it's, uh, that, that was four. Now there's four of them because yes, and and someone now, within five is the most annoying, isn't it? Abs has got the most Abs, annoying accent. Who is swatched the S at the end of his name for a Z. And is a sort of Essex lad, Greek Essex lad, who talks like he's a Jamaican man. Uh, one, of these, one of these auditioned for The Voice, didn't they? Oh, 
Sean, who was the youngest one, who I didn't realise yeah. was only 15 when the group started. That was one of the things. And this, this is a Simon me. Cow band, isn't it? This, yeah. this, this, this is, this is a, a manufactured we don't band. Know enough about them. And Richie Neville as well, who since then has moved to Australia and now sounds like an extra from Neighbours, which was quite uh, interesting. And he the, was the other famous for dating covered... Billy Piper, really. So. Yeah, yeah. the other group covered in this uh, first episode was Liberty X, who were the uh, other band from Pop Stars. The rivals and were probably, probably did they? But no, they oh, not pop stars. The rivals, sorry, just pop stars. Wasn't pop it? stars, and the first one. The first one, and their um, oh, most famous probably for Michelle Heaton being in the band, who sort of went yeah. on to do a lot of low rent celebrity shows afterwards. All the rest has sort of faded the, into cruelly, uh, you know, cruelly, cruelly missed celebair, which. Uh... Mm. You know, was a perfect. I was kind of hoping that could be erased. She did one of the Big Brothers as well, if I if I remember well, correctly. Yeah, and did them all. Yeah. Uh, um, something else that's going to get ourselves just completely hot under the collar as well. Derek, I really, really want to talk to yeah. you, Derek. I like the pilot. I saw merit in the pilot. The series itself. What's what? What is the what? Mm. What's it all about? Uh, Gary, you you said to me yesterday in conversation that you found you found it offensive. Those were the words you well, used with your yeah, mouth. I, I I think I think Gervais has gone not gone too far because if you say he's gone too far, he he's won. But I think okay. he's he, yeah he's ventured into territory which I just think is not funny. A lot of Gervais's stuff I'd found it, people find it offensive, find it funny. It has no redeemable merit, in my opinion. And I've only watched the pilot, and then I watched the first episode of the new series and realised it's... And the, yeah. other thing, the, the other thing that I'd have to say is that Carl, his name is um, Pilkington, can't act. It's just I'd, him again. It's just I'll him. To, I'll have to disagree with you, because I don't like Carl Pilkington. I would like... He's the only thing I like about him. Oh, no, I like the woman as well. I'll say my... No, my actually, opinion... I like the woman. That's yeah. fair enough, I do. My opinion on it is that there was certainly room for a sort of comedy drama set in an old folks' home, and I do like the character Pilkington plays, and I do like the character, the, the female character, Carrie Godleyman, I think the actress's name is. What I don't think it needed was the character of Derek. I think if, if the character of Derek wasn't in it, it would be a better programme, and I don't think there's yeah. any need... He didn't really add much to that first episode. He it's, wasn't it's sort of ego. part of the main plot. Yeah, exactly. If also, he's just it's the first if, thing he's not done with. Yeah, if Gervais had just Steve Merchant. Mm, mm. If Gervais had just sat back and written it, and just I think there's a lot of merit in it. I think the some of the other characters are well drawn, and I think there there is sort of elements mm. of humour in there that you could have. And I like the line about the. Uh, the guy on community service, the big bald chap who'd thrown his wife, his neighbour's wife in the skip. That made me laugh, that line. Mm. Um, but I'm no, sure I think there are some moments. But... It's a lie, isn't it? That sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think without the character of Derek in there, I think it would be looked upon as a a decent small little comedy drama. But I think Gervais, his, his performance as someone who is obviously quite slow, if not, you know, Got some mental difficulties, is uh, sort yeah. of obscured everything, and it has I to think just what, be looked what's at as a wasted opportunity. What's tricky for me is I I work with people with learning disabilities, yeah. and learning difficulties, yeah. and I think it, it, it's it's not that I find it offensive that he's portraying somebody. In fact, uh, I've really been enjoying uh, the program The Last Leg, 
uh, on oh, Friday yeah. nights with Adam Hills, and that really deals with disability in a way that I applaud. You know, straight on. You know, dealing with it, make making light of something which you know, or, or taking the Michael out of themselves yeah, in quite a light-hearted ways. But the but well, the yeah, uh, but the Derek thing way. just feels much yeah. more mocking than yeah. it does than it than, well, than anything else. And I think that's because Jermaine is listen- playing him as well. Yeah. If you listen to, to Ricky Gervais, because it was on Wednesday night, 10 o'clock Channel 4, you can find it on 4OD if you want to watch it now. Um, he was doing a lot of firefighting on Monday and Tuesday, saying Derek is a, is a drama, it's not a laugh-out-loud sitcom, it's got a lot of heart, it's got a lot of... As if he wanted, he was desperate yeah. for people to know but this I agree before they saw it. But I don't think he should be in it. I don't think the character no. should be in it. I think there is some warmth in there, and I think... I would agree with him if he hadn't starred in it and put that character in there. That's my feeling. I think, well, I think if there has to be a Derek character in it, let it be an unknown person. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, he could, he could easily have, um, he could easily have brought someone, someone an unknown in, you know, to do that. I think the character contributes to the overall story very much in the first episode. Yeah, he's the least interesting out of all of them. Because the others, I say, I mean, you know, Gary, you think Pil- Pilkingtons sort of can't act, and I think that's true to an extent. But um... well, to me, the character is himself, yeah. and and that's what he plays in, well, in an idiot sort of abroad. He's not playing and... the idiot as much. I don't think he's playing more of a because there's that bit at the beginning of the episode where he sort the end of the episode where he stood up to the council, mm. and that was no. I enjoy, I enjoy him and I enjoy the actress. I just Gervais for me didn't don't shouldn't also... be in it. Why do we have to have, you know, the office-esque camera? Yeah, yeah, that I agree. adds nothing to yeah. it to, for me. That's the only sort of style he can work in, I think. I think, you I know, think, so. Knows. I think so he did it in Live Too Short, which Although, I also Although, his film Cemetery Junction, I still think, is the best thing that he's done. Um, and that was, that, you know, I've that not was just seen a straight... That. A straight thing. Him and Merchant written it together, and he but took it. But he still a... had to be in it, didn't he? He still. But had... he only had a supporting role in that. He played a, a, one of the boys' fathers, um, and he was just, yeah. you know, he but didn't detract from it because he. I had think a, I think Gervais role. is trying to turn into like a modern day Woody Allen, where he yeah. can't actually write anything for anybody else but himself, exactly. and yeah. I, I just feel that the ship is kind of ready to sail on him. I think. What's so, what I find infuriating, having come from the States to the UK, is Gervais, as much as I appreciate the The Office was genius, you can argue with me about that, but in my view it is. His radio show is brilliant, and An Idiot Abroad is brilliant in my view as well. He just seems desperate to be liked in the States, desperate to be loved by all these American people, desperate to be taken too seriously. Derek he's is a the, mess. It's a he's real doing the mess. Muppet Show in America, I believe. No, he's doing the next movie. movie. The next he's next doing the next movie. Mo- yeah, sorry, the yeah. next Muppet Show movie. And I just think that is totally pandering to the Americans. Completely. You know that? Completely. Completely. Can we move on from Derek? Yeah, we, yeah we let's go to something we know we all love. Let's end on a positive note. Let's have a bit of weekly wipe. I love oh. this. Loved it, but I have to say Charlie Brooker kind of stealing the format of the Custard TV Live yeah. a little bit. Well, he up. he's already talked about Splash and uh, and uh, yeah. other things but like we that. Did. So well, we did. We talked about Splash when it first started. He's got a lot to catch up on. 
So, you know, he could learn a lot is all I'm saying. That's all I, I really liked the review, that the the end of 2012 a review that he did. I thought that was actually one of the best programmes of last yeah, year. I, we talked I about was a it. big fan of his sort of original, the original Screenwriter on BBC4, I think. Yeah. I'm glad he, he sort just... of brought this format back a bit. And I was really worried that he was going to be sat on a panel talking like he did to an extent about Django Unchained. Yeah. Uh, the, the actually, community. I quite <laughs> liked him adding that in because it must be very difficult. I mean, there's only going to be four or five of these, and it must be very difficult because there isn't, as we've just said, there's not. If nothing happens in the next week that's really newsworthy, he's yeah. got to come up with a whole show. Where so if he adds in these little bits, you know, he has his talking heads, he has his Barry Shippies, and you know, m- moments like that. And if he adds in that, and then he can do these kind of like fireside chats about films with celebrities, yeah. if nothing really happens, and nothing really has happened this week as far as I know, that he's really going to be able to sat- satirise. Well, that's this fine, but I don't, I don't know if Charlie Brooker listens to Custard TV Live. If you're out you there, Charlie, and you do, well, you should do. let you us should know. Do. No, you, you should do. I resume these things, though. <laughs> I have sat a couple of feet away from Charlie Brooker, and at one point he did look me in the eye, which I, I took to mean he's a yeah. big fan. Show right. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, they're training Black Mirror on Channel Four like mad. Yeah. How excited are either of you about the return? I am. I'm Is very it... excited. Yeah, I saw the preview for the first episode today, and it looks great. And again, you talk about Utopia and how it's using technology. Black Mirror, yeah. right up there. We're doing that, and that first episode I... using, you know, it looks great. I definitely think Channel Four are sort of winning 2013 so far in terms of the quality of their programs. Yeah, um, for, for me, for me personally, yeah. they are just... even something like Derek, which we have all agreed is a bit of a failure. At least they're at trying least something. Talking about it. Yeah. yeah, at least we're talking about it. Mm. I think that's it, uh, it's I different mean, and it's diverse, I suppose, isn't yeah. it? Why I keep moaning about ITV is aside from Splash, there is literally nothing to talk about. Even if we wanted to. What about Great Night Out, Luke? You know, well, there is literally <laughs> nothing to talk about, Matt. <laughs> literally nothing. Um, but Channel Four, yeah, Black Mirror is going to be on Monday night at ten. It's going to be following up, uh, following some documentaries that are going to be on Monday night. So it was on Sunday at nine before, I believe. Mm. But well, yes, the first ones are. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, Charlie Brooker, and then we've got um, a touch of cloth uh, from yeah. Charlie to come as well. They've a got, lot, a lot yeah. from Charlie. It's well, a big year for Brooker. Say, yeah, you can't expect him to save television in general, but you know. he's, he's having a go. Uh, we did send out a social media question, which I've just spotted Ooh. on this here piece of paper. <laughs> Favorite new show of 2013? For me, uh, my big fat diary. My mad okay. diary. Oh, yeah, see, that's another problem with that. I keep, it's just, I, yeah. I've read a gypsy in my mind. I'm sorry, my mad fat diary, I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, well, it's uh, my co-favourite with uh, Utopia, I would say. Um, do you ever talk about my mad fat diary? Was that going to lead into that? Yeah, well, I did want to, no, I, I did want to talk about it because I think more people need to be watching it. Okay. I mean, <laughs> no. Is that in some way a a hint towards me? Yeah, exactly. But you were talking about the 90s reunions in uh, the reunion. How good was the music in the 90s? Yeah, it's sort of all very oasis-y. It's very Britpop, the sort of soundtrack to my Mad Fat Diary, isn't it? 
Um, yeah. Because it's, it's set, we should say, it's set in 1996. Uh, it's it's about, based on a real diary from... It's based on a real diary, but the real diary actually was written in the 80s, and she was a Morrison, Morrissey fan. So, um, but this one, I really enjoy because it's sort of looking back on my sort of teenage years. Um, it and um, yeah, there's a lot of references. Even the little references to uh, now 33, I thought was a, a nice little touch. <laughs> and it's a phrase I found myself using a lot towards the end of last year when we talked about things like Moon Boy mm. and and oh. other things in that vein. My Mad Fat Diary is surprisingly sweet. Yeah, I it and it, but it's got a, it has got a sort of a bit of a. What is it? So I want to say something better than saucy, but a bit of a, you know, it's got a bit Raunchy. of rudeness to it. Raunchy. It's got a Raunch. bit of rudeness to it in the sort of yeah. um, vulgarity yeah. to it in it's the way that sort of in between is had. It's not shameless or the in between is No, it's got every so often she'll sort of put in a, a euphemism in there, won't she? But it's. Yeah. It, it, the, at the end of the day, scene for me to watch on episode mm. two as well. At the end, it is based on a book, isn't oh, yeah, it? And, yeah. and, and perhaps that's why so many people like like the the script and everything because it yeah. isn't just written for television. It was written it's as a book that's been developed. Also, like Moonboy, I've just made this reference. Must just realised it myself. I love the on-screen animation. Animation. I was going to mention that actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, right, okay. we, it's all it's all about the girl. We should say it's about this girl Ray, who was in is in has just come out of a mental asylum, mental hospital after four months. She had some sort of breakdown, and now she's trying to sort of readjust to life outside with her sort of crazy mother and her new set of friends, uh, all of whom are sort of. Mu- music in a way aren't they into the music and uh another bit i know you like luke was the acoustic version of return of the mac in the first episode you don't see enough acoustic mark morrison on television there i said it that's all you don't, I'm gonna you don't see enough mark morrison on television and we all know the, no we all know why he, though so he, i was expecting him to to see him on behind bars with trevor mcdonald but he was never on it. <laughs> <laughs> i have an anecdote about mark morrison but i'll save it for another time oh go on no we've got time I, I worked in Notting Hill. You remember that he uh, he allegedly tasered somebody in a, in a shopping uh, uh, in a like a supermarket in Notting Hill. Well, I used to work in Notting Hill, and I went into that supermarket one day, and uh, over the speakers was playing Return of the Mac. And this was about two weeks after the incident, and I kind of looked at the bloke who was standing in the queue next to me. We just kind of nodded and went, "Yeah, that's weird, isn't it?" That is weird. That is bizarre. But weird. Wasted some of the podcast. Uh, but yeah. yeah, can I just say as well, sh- the young cast of my Mad Fat Diary are just brilliant. Yeah. Sharon Rooney, who plays the lead role, I just find her completely believable. Definitely, I find yeah. that I just completely, completely sort of zoned into her world whenever she's on screen. Well, I, I didn't realise she was 24, because she's so good at playing a 16-year-old. I know it's nothing new, like people in their 20s playing like teenagers, but... And yeah. uh, Scottish as well. And Scottish, any, yeah. Any, anyone who's seen any American teen drama knows yeah. that anyone from the OC or 90210 is not 19. Actually, they're 25. Yeah, I, did hear, I did hear rumours, actually, that Bruce Forsyth will be in the next series of Waterloo Road. Oh, right. Well, like, Angus Dayton is actually going to be in the next series of Waterloo Road, so there and, you go. But not yeah. as a child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to talk about any of the telly we've just spent our afternoon talking about with us, we would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me on Twitter via at Luke Custard TV. Gary also has the Twitter thing down. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, and uh, it's at The Gary Show. As does and Matt. 
Matt is at Matt's TV Bites with two T's. Remember the two T's. You can't get anywhere through life without two T's. Remember that, people. Uh, something else that is worthy of discussion, just briefly. House of Cards with Kevin Bacon is yes. exclusive. Kevin, or Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, not Kevin Bacon. So I got bacon on the brain. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Keep seeing those E adverts. Uh, this is a remake of the of the British show, isn't it? Of called House of Cards, and Kevin Spacey is playing the main role. Um, I'm going to check this out this week, and, and on our next week's podcast, I'll tell you how good it is, um, or how bad it is. Because you said this before, and I've been left in the cold with me flowers, oh, well. and you didn't deliver. Uh, they also announced the cast for uh, another remake. This time, it's the UK taking on a Nordic drama in the shape of the Bridge, which is coming soon to Sky Atlantic, called The Tunnel. Uh, Keely Hawes has been added to the cast list, as has former Merlin star Angel Colby. Uh, they will both be involved, and the Sky Atlantic are about to start filming that now. Are you? This is the first time, is it, that the UK's remade a Nordic drama? As far no, 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 Wallander. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, Wallander with Kenneth Branagh was a remake of of, of the Nordic one, yeah. but this is the first one that I think uh, of the more recent ones. Wallander's but quite old in in, I in Danish Wallander terms. is still set in in the Sweden, isn't it? Yes. Just, yeah, they've yeah. changed the, the location, is, but it's complete. Basically, the English remake of of Wallander is still set in Sweden, but just yes, with people using English, English actors. So yeah. This is a complete remake. The new story. The tunnel, and it's going to be the Channel Tunnel. Uh, the French uh, version of the Swedish detective is being played by uh, Clemence Posse from the Harry Potter films, and um, the uh, English uh, detective is the guy from Game of Thrones whose name escapes me at the moment. No, Stan- the guy plays Stan- Stan- Baratheon. Baratheon. I can't, I can't remember his name, though. Possible controversial comment. I really have been underwhelmed by uh, by Sky Atlantic. I was gonna, I was hoping for a lot more. So hopefully this will be the thing that gets me back onto the Sky Atlantic's brilliant bandwagon. But uh, we shall see. Gary's enjoying Suits. Do you want to say anything briefly about Suits? Uh, very quickly, Buddy Lloyd, Lawyer Drama, second series, very good. Introduction of new characters uh, on Dave on a Thursday night at 9 o'clock. I highly recommend it. Okay, and uh, we've just about covered everything. You can get us on Twitter, but now just got about 90 seconds to talk about Gary's toilet. What's going on? Well, what's happening is, is that the flush mechanism has, has been broken, <laughs> so he's got to come and replace that. So at the moment, after I've uh, you know been to the loo, I need to flush it down with a bucket. Uh, so it's not great, and I've got people coming over tonight uh, oh. to watch the Super Bowl. So I'm hoping it'll be fixed before oh. then, really. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll rename your toilet, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, very good. <laughs> We're gonna rename it. Okay, you can catch the Custard TV live on. Normally on a Tuesday, but you can get all the feed uh, via thecustardtv.com and catch up on all the latest news, reviews and interviews, and even Matt's weekly column every Saturday right there at thecustardtv.com. Thank you very much, people, for spending time in my company on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, we'll be back next time to talk more telly on the Custard TV Live. Thank you, people. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. 
Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.